You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everyone. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Boston College, welcome. My name is AJ Black. I'm the host and editor and publisher of BCBulletin.com, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. Locked On Boston College is a daily Boston College podcast hosted by me that includes analysis, opinions, and all sorts of great interviews and things like that that you're going to want to hear if you like Boston College sports. All you need to do is subscribe. So we're available on every possible uh, podcast directory. Just hit that subscribe button and every episode five days a week will be sent directly to your inbox. You're going to not want to miss that. Now for today's episode, I have to say, going into football offseason, I started getting a little nervous. I was like, oh gosh, you know, am I going to talk about basketball and hockey for a while? I know there's interest in that, but it's not the same as football. And I didn't want to have listeners tuning out because they want don't want to listen about basketball failing or, you know, hockey talk, which is kind of nuanced. There's a, definitely a, a crowd for that, but it's not the same as football. But my gosh, uh, I released on Friday morning our Friday podcast, and I have just been writing down note after note of all this Boston College football news that came out this weekend. I, I It's going to take up the entire podcast i was it was it was crazy there's so much to talk about so here's how we're going to do it today obviously the biggest news of the weekend or depends on who you're talking to the biggest news of the weekend had to do with recruiting we're going to start off with the big recruiting news this weekend then we're going to talk about transfers coming in and then we're going to also talk about transfers going out because the transfer portal was nuts this weekend (laughs) and and actually not just transfers going out but players um declaring for the draft so it's just players going out uh it's it's gonna be a busy episode so we're, we, don't, we don't have time to waste let's just jump right in so let's jump into the recruiting news boston college landed their prized recruit of the 2021 class on friday evening as offensive guard from noble and greenow in uh, massachusetts drew kendall a four-star offensive guard committed finally to boston college now, if you've been listening to this podcast, I swear every time I open up a uh, mailbag, the first question is, any updates on Drew Kendall? This has been quite the saga, and it's not like one of those recruiting um, cycles or recruiting stories that is played out in the media. It's not one where they're you know, posting their top seven and then whittling it down and making a big deal about it on social media. Kendall kept this pretty quiet, but, you know, the news was, you know, back and forth. Um, he, he had, be, you know, he, obviously, if you don't know about Drew Kendall, he's a the son of legendary BC li- uh, offensive lineman Pete Kendall, who played for the Eagles in the 90s and then uh, had a 12-year career in the NFL. Drew um, is probably one of the highest rated recruits to come out of Massachusetts in the last couple of years. So obviously, you know, Jeff Halfley, he wants to try to keep the local kids local. He had a lot of interest in Drew Kendall and uh, tried to keep him here. Now, Kendall had a massive uh, offer list. You know, he had schools like Penn State and Michigan and Duke and, and, you know, you name it, the Big Ten, he had an offer from them. And, 
uh, it ended up with Boston College and Stanford being his last two schools. Michigan, and honestly, for the last, it seems, I think it was three months, you know, early in September, we had heard that Kendall was going to make a decision in September. He kind of delayed on that. He visited Stanford, which I heard went really well. And then it was down between BC and Stanford. Now, on Friday evening, this was, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun if you weren't paying attention. Um, it, the news of, of from 247 was that he was going to commit to Stanford. The crystal balls all started pointing towards Stanford. And then all of a sudden, Joe Sullivan, if you don't follow him on Twitter, Joe Sullivan's the director of player personnel for Boston College. He's great. He's the guy that does all the Rick Ross gifs and, um, He's one of, you know, uh, Halfley's big recruiting guys. He's awesome. Um, All of a sudden, he tweets out a gif of The Undertaker rising from his coffin. And immediately, the BC um, Twitter universe explodes because you know what that means. It's, you know, they're back from the dead. You know, you could put two and two together because you knew on Friday night that Kendall was going to make his decision. He had announced that he was going to do it early so that he could early enroll at the school of his choosing. So when Sullivan tweets this out, all of a sudden everyone's like, oh my gosh, BC is going to get Kendall. You see Jeff Halfley tweet out the the Eagle thing and it, Merry Christmas and this is big news and for Boston and all that stuff. All the coaches and players, uh, Otto Hess, who we had on the show last week, he tweets out O-Line U is back. Um, and then around 8 o'clock, Kendall tweets it out. He tweets out the you know the the image the the photoshopped image that they had for all players with the jersey and their name on the back saying he's going to be an eagle. Massive get. This is such a big deal for Boston College. I can't even tell you what this means for the recruiting class. So with this um, recruit uh, with Kendall joining Boston College, BC now has the thirty second recru- recruiting class in the country. They're seventh in the ACC. Now, throw last year's class out because you don't want to ever analyze a year when you're switching coaches because it's just a mess. Um, so we look, go look back at 2018 as Steve Adazio's last year when he was, you know, not really on the hot seat per se, um, but, you know, he was able to fully recruit a class. His class last year in 2018, BC was 64th and they were seven, uh, 13th out of 14 teams in the ACC. So in one year, Jeff Halfley was able to cut that number in half, bring in almost twice, I think twice to three times as many four-star recruits, and really put Boston College recruiting on a national scale. Doing all of this without being able to meet kids in person, without getting kids on campus, which as he says, would be you know one of the big selling points for Boston College, is to get these kids to show them you know, what the community looks like at Boston College. What do the facilities look like? And that's incredible. And I talked about this last week with the class and how impressive they were and whatnot. But to add a J- uh, Pete Kendall, I almost called him Jason, who was a catcher, and I just called him his dad's name, Drew Kendall, um, is a big deal. They were able to keep the key local commitment uh, recruit in state. That is absolutely enormous. And from what I've heard, Kendall was going to commit to Stanford. Like it was almost in writing and it was Halfley who jumped in and, and saved it. Now this, you know, I think you're, you're talking about where Boston college can go from here. You can see once we get this COVID stuff under control, once we see what, you know, what kids can come in and meet this energetic, personable staff, this recruiting class 
you know, we've joked about it, about being a top 25 class, and or people have kind of commented. I don't call it joking. I think that's very, very doable with this group of staff. You know, I wouldn't honestly be surprised if they get if they start knocking on that door uh, in the next week or so, a couple weeks or so. Now, there have been a couple names I've mentioned on this podcast. George Rooks and Avante Dickerson are two to watch out for. Don't be surprised if BC lands a few of these other recruits, maybe a George Rooks or Avante Dickerson, and really ratchets up where their recruiting class stands. They're going to have a ton of scholarships to move around. So if they want to try to really push for these kids, or even Trevin Wallace, based off the news that we heard this week about linebackers, they they could make a new pitch to him and really get him to buy in. And, you know, you could, if you ended up just throwing it out there, fantasy booking here, right? If they land George Rooks, Trevin Wallace, and Avante Dickerson, you've now doubled your four-star recruits top 25 class absolutely something that we could easily see happening here in boston college so it's incredible day drew kendall you know get excited because the news is just going to keep getting more and more exciting and i think the transfer portal which is what we're going to talk about next is where some of the more positive news is going to continue to pour in but before we do i want to talk to you about Coors light now we're in the holiday season everything is go 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 you know, you have a million things going on in your life, whether it's work or family or just, you know, staying cool when it's when it's a tough world out there. So, you know, when I do, I find those moments to chill. Now, there's a lot of sports on for me. Uh, I just watched the Patriots completely implode and no one I don't I don't need any pity for this. I, I sat through one of the best dynasties of my lifetime. But, to, you know, I just sat there and watched them. But I also watched a lot of other NFL football games and saw some of the newer newer players like Jalen Hurt this uh, Hurts this morning afternoon. Excuse me. And I cracked an ice cold Coors Light. Coors Light is the official beer of watching any sport just to drink beer. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. And boy, do I need to unwind right now. So when I want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Now, I want to talk to you about betonline.ag. Are you guys ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups coming up this weekend. Now, I know Boston College isn't into it because they have opted out, but there are so many games going on. We, we just saw the playoffs uh, set up with the top four teams. Now, if you want to go and bet on these games, if you know the lines, you can head over to betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your top for your 50% welcome bonus. Now, I want to we talked about, you know, B, BC being out of it, but there's that Alabama Notre Dame game. It's a 14 and a half spread last I had checked on betonline.ag. Now, I if I was betting, that seems like easy money to me. I, I think Alabama, we saw what Notre Dame did against against Clemson. Alabama's at a whole other level. Now that seems like free money. So if you wanted to head over to lockedon.ag, I mean, sorry, betonline.ag, you could put your money down on that. I'm not giving you any advice. I'm just telling you what I would do. Um, 
So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus. And visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Again, sign up free with promo code Locked On to get your bonus today. Locked On Boston College. I want to talk to you about the Locked On Bets podcast. It's our brand new show on the Locked On Network. The holidays are about giving, so I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we talked about Drew Kendall, obviously a big deal. Now, there was even more news. Last week, we talked about Jaden Lars Woodby of Florida State, a linebacker who has committed to Boston College. He transferred over and being a big uh, safety linebacker hybrid that could really adjust and change the way our defense has been playing. Now, Boston College also added on Friday another hyphenated name. Gosh, I'm going to have so much fun with this. Isaiah Graham Mobley out of Temple. Now, this is another linebacker. And if you remember, he was the guy in 2018 when they played against, when Temple played against Boston College, he was their linebacker and scored on a scoop and score right around the time where Temple was really starting to give it to BC before BC turned on the, on the Jets. Um, he's a good player, and it's impressive that Jeff Halfley actually brought him in. He led, uh, he was third, actually third on the team in tackles in 2018 with 70. Uh, He, you know, he's a quick player. Again, one of those really fast linebackers I think that BC desperately needs. Um, The big big knock, though, on Graham Mobley is his his, uh, durability. Now, he's missed two um, significant uh, stretches of time with injuries. Um, in 2018, he missed uh, time with a foot injury. And then this year, he uh, sorry, he missed it with an ankle injury. And this year, he missed it time with a foot injury. Um, everything I've read about Mobley is that he has the um, he's the perfect Boston College fit. You know what I mean? Like he is he was a finalist for the Werfel Trophy that goes for community service work. He's done a ton of stuff with that. Um, he just seems like a leader. Everything I've read about on, on the Temple uh, sites is speaks highly of him, and they're bummed that he's leaving because he seems like a real character and a leader on their team. Um, he's going to make a big difference for Boston College. I'm going to tell you that right now. Boston College, as we're going to talk a little bit in a minute, uh, their linebacking group is is getting shredded. You know, they're they've they're going to lose both of their starting linebackers. I think at least one is definitely gone now, and they're going to have to rebuild the linebacking group and. When you look at what Boston College has on their roster, I don't think the linebackers that they have fill the needs that they have in terms of guys that can stop mobile quarterbacks, that can that are quick, because they need some of those. And what they have, so I'm going to project that Max Richardson, Isaiah McDuffie, who we know is gone, and John Lamott are all going to be gone after this uh, after this year. So they're gonna they won't be back for 2021. When you look at the depth, you have Hugh Davis, who I've heard good things about, but I, I've heard he's more of a thumper, like a big linebacker. But again, those are the kind of guys that get kind of eaten up by mobile quarterbacks. Joe Sparacio, we saw, I, I love him. He's a good player, um, but he has his role. And, he, you know, against mobile quarterbacks, he struggled big time last year against them. So he's he has his spot, but he's not the type of linebacker that they need 
um, in the middle and as one of those two starters if they're going to go four two five. Um, and then they have some other guys, Vinny De Palma, um, and then Paul Theobald. Those guys could also play well, but you need you need speed. We saw it. Jeff Halfley's talked about it over and over and over again. And that is what Isaiah Graham Mobley brings in. And honestly, I would not be surprised if they slot Woodbay next to him and then give you two linebackers right there that are different in terms of what they can do. And then you use guys like De Palma, Sparacio, for those other other types of, you know, either situationally against the run, if it's against the right type of quarterback, you find those roles for those guys. Kind of like what Lamont did this year. You know, Lamont didn't play every game, or he played, but it was it was limited. They used him situationally, so he, would, he wouldn't get exposed. My source at BC says Graham Mobley, as long as he's healthy, he'll be playing day one at BC. So keep an eye on him. Now, the uh, there's you know, the portal is exploding, and I can't keep on tra- track of who might be connected to Jeff Halfley or BC. I, I can figure guys out here and there. And so there might be some new names, like obviously Graham Mobley. I missed that. I didn't see that even coming. But, I, you know, I follow along when people are entering the portal and try to figure out. Um, one of the positions that I've been looking at as something that they might address is the running back position. As I mentioned um, last week, you know, BC has a couple of running backs that are more in the style of what Adazio needs. They have guys like, you know, David Bailey and Patrick Garwo and, um, you know, Andre Hines. They need some speed backs, especially if Travis Levy is gone, and I assume he is. I'm not sure if he's um, – I saw an article that seniors are going to be – they're pushing them to come back. Um, so he may be back. I'm not sure. But I saw him tweet uh, right after the UVA game that he was done with football or something like that, or that if this was the last game, blah, blah, blah. So one name I'd watch for – um, I saw it pop up on on the waiver wire or the transfer portal wire, if you want to call it that. Iverson Clement, who is a running back from Florida, I've heard he's been in contact with BC. Uh, speed back, six feet six, t- six feet tall. Um, he hasn't played a whole lot. Uh, he's from New Jersey, so again, you know, obviously, anytime you mention New Jersey, you, you know, your ears, your uh, you light up because you know that there's a possibility Boston College is is linked to him. So keep your eyes on that. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some running backs going out on the transfer portal. Um, I've said this before. I, you know, BC has those those backs. We're not sure if they're going to fit in the system. It didn't look like they did, honestly, all that well. So maybe BC needs more different types of backs, and those guys are going to go look for an offense that fit them better. So it'll be worth watching. I can also tell you the other name of a transfer that's in is Jake Bizzico, uh, Bikesco. I'm probably messing his name. He's from Lawrence Academy again, so another one from that pipeline. Uh, he was a defensive lineman from UMass. He's from Auburn, so he's from the right around the corner from me. Uh, he, he was a starter uh, for nine games his junior year. He played in three games this year as a defensive end linebacker hybrid. Now, um, I've seen a bunch of people reporting on this. Just to be clear, I've talked to... My sources, he's not a full, um, he's not a full scholarship player. He's a preferred walk-on, so it doesn't really matter because if he's good enough, he's going to play. But um, just so you are aware of that, that it's not a scholarship kid. He's a kid that's here as a walk-on. When we come back, I want to talk about all the players that are leaving, and it's going to take me a while, so we're going to jump into that really quick. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is perfect for all of us that are trying to watch what we're eating, especially during the holidays. They have 
18 amazing flavors. Now listen to some of the things that Built Bar has. These are these are delicious. Lemon almond cheesecake, cookies and cream, caramel brownie, double chocolate. Man, just a perfect like treat or or a lunch or a snack or whatever you need to keep yourself going. They're healthy, they're covered in chocolate. You know, it's it's perfect for losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a perfect high delicious treat that's high in protein or high in fiber. Now listen to what the Cherry Barcia, I love that name, the Cherry Barcia has. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Are you going to ever beat that? I don't think so. A Built Bar, they have a special promotion that you're not going to want to miss. With every purchase, they're going to give you a free cooler while supplies last. All you need to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black, I want to talk to you about the Peacock and Williamson show. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Boston College again. This is AJ Black. Now, we talked about all the people coming in. Now it's our turn to talk about all the players leaving, and it was a busy weekend on that front, too. Last week, we talked about Hunter Long declaring for the NFL draft, but there were two other players who uh, exited Boston College to uh, enter the draft on Friday, and that was linebacker Isaiah McDuffie and defensive end Max Roberts. McDuffie, who has been a starter at Boston College since for the last two years, two and a half years, excuse me, was fourth in the country in tackles with 107 this year um, and was one of the, you know, the cogs on that defense when the defense was playing well, he was having a good game. Um, he, it's, it surprised me. I have to say a little bit that he's entering the draft. I didn't think his stock was honestly going to be all that high. And it'll be interesting to see where he falls in terms of uh, draft stock. Um, I have been wrong about it before. As I said, last, last week, um, I really whiffed on AJ Dillon's stock. So maybe Isaiah McDuffie has bigger stock, but you know, he's a guy he's been here. Uh, he was hurt last year. He had a knee injury in the spring game, came back, played the last three games, got his red shirt. Um, he has potential. I have to say he has a lot of potential to be, um, and I would say an NFL level, uh, linebacker. Um, you just hadn't seen it com- consistently at Boston college. And this year, you know, he had all those tackles and he, he was a leader on that defense, but he also had his moments too, where it, it was frustrating. You know, he had that game, I think it was UNC where he had like 30 or 45 yards of, um, penalties on one drive where he just got nailed for like pass interference and um, personal fouls and all these other things. Um, So he had his moments where he struggled. Um, I honestly didn't think either linebacker played particularly well against mobile quarterbacks, Um, but he's going to head to the NFL. We'll keep an eye on where he heads off, uh, but he's one guy that is going to be missed. Um, And as I said earlier, they're starting to really look at other linebackers because they're going to need it. Now, Max Roberts, that this one surprised me even more than McDuffie. McDuffie, I thought, was 50-50. Roberts, you know, with, with the uh, NCAA giving every player basically a freebie year, I figured, you know, a, a transfer from Maine 
would want a full year and more of a non-pandemic season to show what he's capable of, especially if he got more snaps in 2021. But he's heading to the NFL draft. Um, he, you know, Roberts was impressive this year. I have to say, you know, he came in. Um, I didn't expect anything from him. You know, you get these FCS transfers and you're just like, yep, they're just depth. They're not going to do anything. The kid made some big plays. He had four and a half sacks. I remember that game against Pitt where he sacked Kenny Pickett um, near the end of the game. And it looked like that was going to end it for Pitt, but they hit that 56-yard field goal. He's quick. Uh, good, good burst of speed. I just, I just figured he'd want more on film. Um, and I was kind of surprised he's leaving, but good luck to him. Uh, you know, he had his one year at Boston College and four and a half sacks, and he'll end off in the uh, head off to the NFL. Not sure where he'll get drafted or if he's going to get drafted, but, you know, I never, I never judge kids when they make this decision because NFL, you know, obviously football is the one sport where there's a 100% injury rate, and you're going to get hurt. And it could it could hurt your your ability to make money. So if you have the ability to go there and make money, and you decide this is the best time to do it, you do what you got to do. So those were the two heading to the NFL that I've heard about. Now, the, as I mentioned earlier, the transfer portal has been crazy. So let's look at all the players that are are have announced that they're going to be heading into the transfer portal. Now, we knew about Justin Bolito, who is a wide receiver. We knew about Kia Bennerman, a defensive end, or defensive tackle, excuse me, and Aiden Livingston, the starting long snapper, which kind of surprised me. They're all heading in. We knew all that uh, heading into this week, but there was some this weekend. Nate Emmer, one of their backup tackles, entered the portal on the, uh, over the weekend. Kind of surprised, but maybe that says something about where the offensive line is going to be because obviously the only graduating member of that offensive line is Zion Johnson. And again, he gets a gimme year. So if he wants to stay, he doesn't have to go anywhere and they could have that whole offensive line intact again next year. If that's the case, maybe it makes sense for Emmer to go somewhere else. He's a kid from New York. He hasn't really played all that much. Um, and, you know, he's probably going to go look for some playing time. He was one that left. Another, Bryce Moraes, I'm going to probably mi mispronounce his name, um, a defensive lineman from Georgia. Now, Moraes has played. He played in 22 games for BC. Um, he missed most of this year due to an undisclosed injury. Um, you know, I, I have a source that I talked to that says that he's going to be looking for a school closer to home in Georgia um, and obviously looking for more playing time. You know, he was a, more of a situational player, but um, and I didn't expect him to be back. So good luck for him and when he finds his new home. And then this afternoon, uh, Sam Johnson, the uh, backup quarterback, he's actually third string quarterback behind Dracovic and uh, Dennis Grissel announced for uh, the transfer portal as well. Now, Boston College fans that follow recruiting will remember him very well. He was one of their top recruits in 2019. He was the 24th ranked pro style quarterback. Um, in that class, and uh, a lot of fans last year, especially once Anthony Brown went down, were hoping that Sam Johnson would be the answer. He's a name. He's a name that always comes up whenever we're talking about who's going to be the quarterback. What about Sam Johnson? Now, I remember watching him as a freshman. I went to some of those summer practice, and you know, a lot. He's a freshman. He's 19 years old or whatever. He was raw, um, and you know, he's learning the college game and the college speed of the game. And I, I was like, ooh, he's, he's got some time to go. Now, obviously, practices were closed. I keep saying that because I just keep reminding everyone. Um, he, you know, the coaching staff was, you know, over the moon about him this year. You know, they talked about how he looked great and, you know, he was hitting passes during practice. And he was third on the depth chart this year, which surprised me because I thought Matt Valachi would have been 
the third guy on the on the charts, or even Dellen Menard. I thought either of those guys probably would have made it. But that tells you how much Sam Johnson came along. And so if he's come along that much, he deserves to go someplace else. Because honestly, the starting role is going to be locked up for a while. And it probably won't open up before he graduates. You know, you got Dracovic here. He has two, I'd say three years left with BC where he's going to maximize his draft potential. You know, I don't know how much, I mean, he honestly, if he goes out and blows up and becomes a Heisman candidate, he could leave next year. But I, I suspect he'll be here for at least a couple years. And they've got more more kids coming. you got Emmett Moorhead. You have um, Matt Ruiz, who came this year. You have Peter Delaportis. So you can see, you know, Sam Johnson's this Adazio guy uh, that he brought in. He's probably going to want to find a, a system that works for him. And you can't blame him. He's from Michigan. Maybe a Mac school works for him. There's plenty of schools in Michigan area that he could go play in. And probably he could be starting, you know, day one there. It's important to say that, you know, with the transfer portal, kids can come back. Kobe White uh, entered the portal last year and he came right back. But, you know, back to the quarterbacks, I honestly, I would not be surprised if a few other of those uh, quarterbacks entered the portal. And it's not fair for me to mention names, you know. But don't be surprised if you hear a few more of those names in the portal sooner rather than later. But, you know, back to that transfer portal, it's going to be crazy and it's going to be something we're going to be covering uh, probably up until July when the players come back because I have a, I imagine that there's going to be more kids in there than there have ever been. And Boston College clearly is going to have more scholarships to give out. So they're going to be a major player in this, in this portal. And there's obviously positions they're going to need to address, whether it's defensive line, whether it's... Um, you know, tight ends or running backs or whatever Jeff Halfley thinks they need, they're gonna they're gonna be aggressive, I think, and they're gonna try to address what they can do to fix that off uh, fix, you know, not their offense, but their the the places on their team that needs that adjustments. So tomorrow we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about more of the news. We have a shorter week this week because we don't have a show on Friday because it's Christmas. Thursday will be our holiday special. I promise that I am not gonna let that go. Um, and we'll we'll be talking about BC and Maine, the hot, uh, the basketball game coming up this week, and any other breaking news. We're gonna be there to cover it. If you have anything that you want us to talk about, if you have a question for our mailbag, hit me up on Twitter at ajblack underscore bc, or if you prefer an email, it's bostoncollegesi at gmail dot com. Um, you can follow the Twitter site of our podcast at LockedOnBC. I saw a whole slew of more ratings on Apple Podcasts. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, go in there, give us a five-star rating, and give us a review too. The reviews are what help people find us. It's it's this weird algorithm, I think. Um, and just say, you know, this this podcast is great. I love what I hear. Um, it really could help um, really get more people involved with our podcast. And I always say this. If you know, if you have a friend from Boston College, if you have family members that follow the Eagles, tell them about Locked on Boston College. Share what you think about this podcast because word of mouth is the best thing that we can get. And I, I, I appreciate all of you guys. I get all those emails and DMs about how much you like this. I, I, I would love it if you guys could each find one friend or family member to um, get into this. Thank you all. We'll be again, uh, be back again tomorrow with another episode. Take care, everyone. Happy holidays, and we'll talk again soon.